If you put that you want to go to the gym in your schedule a certain time, I don't care how busy your day was. If the gym isn't on fire and you can still drive to the gym, like every the, the freeway is open, everything is allowing you to go there except for your mind, you need to stick to the plans that you made and believe in it. Because you have that's how our confidence comes from. Confidence comes from showing up to the things you committed to. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Lisa Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Be It Till You See It interview recap, where my co-host in life, Brad, and I are going to dig into the sweet and delightful combo I had with Wild Honey Band in our last episode. If you haven't yet listened to that interview, feel free to pause this now, go back and listen to that one and join us back here. Listen to this one, then listen to that one. You're going to want to listen to all of them. Amanda and Brad listened to them three times. I mean, you know, it's good. I really loved them. They were fun. It was, I mean, they're, they're, I love their story of why they started a band. Oh my God. And also like, so I, I just love that one girl didn't even have an instrument. She played. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I'm going to play the violin. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, her story was also hilarious because she's like, I guess I'm going to, um, not be the mom who sits in the back and I'm going to join all the 10 year olds. I know she did that. She did do that. I think that's funny. I think it's great. I think more, you know, there's that whole like thing about like dance moms, but this is like, she's not being a dance mom. She's like, no, I'm just actually going to be in the class. Like I'm just going to do this. She's not living vicariously anymore. She's just doing it. She's just doing it. Well, good for her. I think that's amazing. Yeah. They all were really amazing. And I'm um, so grateful. And I also, I'm so excited that we had three people on. Yeah, that was fun. And, you know, it was, it was, I mean, they were going to be in person together so that they could play a song for us live. But at any rate, we still got to do the song on the show, which is also super fun. So anyways, um, technically one, this episode is out. <laughs> it's going to sound like it's happening now, but <laughs> we're recording it before Brad goes to oh. Cambodia. Oh yeah. And so as of right now, he'll be in Cambodia. I'm in Cambodia. Uh... At least a few days by now. <laughs> <laughs> I will be in Cambodia. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So Claire Solly, who was on episode 19, 17, 15. <laughs> I'm going to have to look. She was in the teens. Um, she is going to do some recaps with me, which is really going to be a lot of fun. You'll have to let us know. Yeah, 19. Good memory. Dude, I like. I'm impressed. Anyways, thank you. Um, so so you're going to hear um, another voice on the show um, uh, for some of the recaps coming up. Because the show must go on, whether Brad's in Cambodia or not. And it's 14 hours difference. And I'm not about to do a recording when we have the very rare overlap of daylight hours. Yeah. The, well, I'll be gone for almost three weeks. Yeah. uh, With travel time. And uh, so during those uh, days, during those weeks, uh, you know, you'll probably do a few episodes with uh, Claire. 
I'm going to do a few episodes with Claire. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I'm probably not recording videos. I'm, I've been trying to figure out how I'm going to record classes while you're gone. And I'm pretty sure the camera will always be crooked. Um, because if you look at my reels, everyone, I am aware that it's crooked. It looks straight when I set it up and then you look back and it's crooked. And I'm like, you know what? We're just going to wait till he gets back. It's just not going to happen. So, you know, you don't have to be perfect. Um, but anyways, I'm, I'm very excited that you're in Cambodia and you're fixing up our house with my dad. Yeah. Your dad's going to come with and, uh, we're going to get to, um, go see, um, our, you know, the, the people there that we call family, Mm -hmm. um, our tour guide, Trey Peach and her husband, Rata and, uh, and then Rata's parents. And, uh, and then also we are excited. If you haven't heard us talk about this already, we have actually now begun sending, um, our, uh, pseudo adopted girl yeah. not adopted in any way but yeah like in our minds she's adopted um a girl her name is lynn um and she's 13 and she's wicked smart she's wicked smart and, i can't say uh, i'm not from boston she's so smart y'all yeah. and, and we decided to send her to school we met her um real briefly we met her in, in 2018 she had no idea that she like had us these two people going on a hunt to find her. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had to find her again because she knew five languages and she was nine years old and she could flip through them so quickly. And I can't even flip through. I can't even talk to the housekeeper that quickly. I have to like think about it. And she flipped through five languages and, and the average um, the average Cambodian child only goes to school until sixth grade. Yeah. And um, and that's, you know, where Sri Lynn lives. She actually lives in a in a village very close to the temples. And so those kids actually, they can, they do go to school, but they often also work and they have to sell uh, because it's the only way their family can make money is if everyone's working. Yeah. I mean, even if they go to school, maybe they go to school like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or they go like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday kind of thing. And they're really only there for like a couple of hours, like two, three hours max, you know? And, and so they are getting some education, but it's not like going to school the way that I grew up going to school five days a week and I like whatever, nine, 10 months of the year, nine, nine, 10 months of the year. Um, you know, that's definitely not how it happens over there. And we were able to enroll her in a school, um, that is five days a week. Oh, <laughs> we're just going to leave that in. <laughs> so sorry. Everyone. I was, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm sure you can see my oh, eyes. Yeah. Like, I saw it. I saw it happening. I was like, uh, here we go. I was really trying to use my eyes to like swallow the sneeze. Um, but you know, anyways, I don't think anyways, that's how it works. Well, you can like, you can like let it pass. Cause if you had a mask on, you don't want to sneeze in your mask. No, the secret is squeezing your nose. Well, too late up for top. that. Like all the way up top by the, by the, where the bow is, you push it in. So it sounds like this. But that that will no. stop. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. I, no. I, you, yeah. You don't have a nose piercing because that would just tip the nose piercing into the. No, above this, above the nose piercing. Mm. Yeah. Pinch it up there. You close it off. It's too late now. Yeah. Well, next now. time. Next time. Trust me. <laughs> I, all y'all can report back. Try stopping your sneezes by I squeezing swear, your nose. If I have to sneeze again and I try that, it's not I, at the bottom. If you squeeze at the bottom of your nose, you're just gonna blow snot all over your hands. <laughs> That's when, when you sneeze. Anyways, back to Sraylin, <laughs> our amazing adopted daughter, um, who's not really at all adopted, but actually, so we actually found her uh, in 2020 outside of uh first time we met her was 2018. Yeah. Then we were on the hunt to try to reconnect with her. We couldn't find her. We took had two, two years. Two years, two other retreat groups, and we still didn't find her. The third retreat group that we had after we met her 
was the March of 2020. And we were using a rest stop, a little bathroom stop that we never used before ever out of all the tours we've done. And Brad saw her. Yeah. We got off the bus and I, and, and there was like, there was all these people like, Hey, come buy my shirts. We I got all also- the stuff. And there's like a dozen, a dozen vendors yelling at us. And we got everyone coming off our tour bus to use the, the bathroom. And we were I, the only retreaters, yeah. only tourists in the country. Yeah, there was like nobody else but us to talk to. So everyone was like jumping on us, like buy my stuff. Right. And I got off the bus and the group went ahead of me and I turned and I saw her and I was like, Lynn. And I pointed at her and all of the vendors were like, what the? Like, they like, yeah. like, it was like everybody stopped yelling and they like looked at me like, how, the, how do you know what? And Lynn looked at me like, who the hell are you? <laughs> why do you know my name right and i was like is your name lynn and she she came up to me and we started to talk i said we met you two years ago uh, but at the temple which is like a quarter mile up the road so she wasn't far from where she apparently normally works and hangs out and stuff and um uh, and then leslie was coming back from the bathroom uh and i i said i i have someone to to introduce to you and uh and so Lynn kind of looked like a little bit like I she's like only vaguely remember these people if no way she remembers us it's fine because she sees thousands of tourists a year or even a month and yeah um, I mean there's four and a half million people that go through Cambodian temples every year yeah now granted it was March 2020 when we no actually so it had been full tourism for the two two years like almost two years since we had met her the first mm-hmm. time. So there's a, there's a very real chance that like 8 million people had gone through the temple since yeah. we saw her and last. And so we're like, <laughs> and so, and it, we're like coming on hot. Like, we're like, we've been looking for you. Like, right. <laughs> this poor girl's like, oh my God, what are these Americans yeah. going to do to me? Yeah. But and- we, we, we connected her to our tour guide who, like I said, we call her family, Trey Peach. And we said, Peach, can you please, you know, find out where she lives, like connect with her family, connect with her parents. We want to send her to school. And so, you know, she, they start speaking Khmer and all the things. And Peach is like, okay, I know where she lives. And I will go and introduce myself to the family. And we can figure it out. And we got all excited. And then the COVID. World shut down. Yeah, COVID shut all the schools down. Shut all the schools down. <laughs> shut everything down. And so we basically have just been waiting for the schools to open up. But in the meantime, Trey Peach was talking with her, talked with her family. We found out she actually doesn't have parents. Yeah, we don't actually know the story behind that yet. No, but Brad gets to meet her and yeah. with my dad and there's Khmer New Year while they're there. So I think you guys are going to have so much fun. And um, I'm, I'm a little worried. I need to brush up on my Khmer. <laughs> like, well, you know what? Maybe we can get Sri Lil on the phone and yeah. actually we could teach her English. She can teach us Khmer. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Because also, I think for them as well, not having tourists for two years, all of their language skills, everyone's language skills dropped. So, I know. Including here, people are just only able to text. They cannot look people in the eye. So at any rate, I'm excited you're there. I am very sad that I don't get to hang out with her, but um, there'll be more time for that. Well, we'll be going back later this year, you know, to to actually go on it on a retreat. Yes. And y'all are welcome to come with us. You better come with us. It's not a retreat if we go by ourselves. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) But uh, it'll probably the dates, the exact dates have not been chosen yet, but we're looking at like November. Yeah. And uh, uh, we would love to have you join us. If you want to get on the wait list for that, you can do that at onlinepilatesclasses.com slash retreats. Yeah. So do that. All right. I think um, it's singular retreat. 
Anyway. Yeah. Go to the show notes and just click it. Yeah, do It'll that. It'll be the correct It'll be down in there. the show notes. That's what Amanda does. She yes. saves us. Amanda is our epic producer. Hey, hey, everyone. Erica Quest here. We are super excited. We're bringing back the Wealthy Mindset, Leslie and my annual coaching program. And this year's theme is from failure to flow. We can't wait to have you. And Les, what are we up to? So with four pillars of content that your movement, your coaching, and the community is all wrapped around is character, consistency, construct, and courage. And I cannot wait to move you through these pillars. And I know Erica can't wait to coach you through them as well. It's going to be incredible. April 10th through May the 7th, we cannot wait to move with you, grow your business, shift your mindset, and take you from failure to flow. Where do we grab our ticket? Levelupmovement.com. So levelupmovementmdmt.com is where you're going to go. Grab your spot and get ready for this amazing four weeks of Erica and I live with you along the way. Yeah. So this week, um, we have a question that is very relevant to um, your your, your Instagram stories. Um, So this morning you posted some green popcorn. I did. Okay. So first of all, I think I need to buy gloves. And now that, (laughs) now that like, but me. The challenge is out. Yeah. Chopsticks. Chopsticks. Okay. That's what he said. Chopsticks. Okay. And also that's less trash. You know what? I just gave my, the link and I'm going to see if she can do it with chopsticks. If she can do it with chopsticks, then I know it's possible. to. It, I, I, this is like a thing. People eat chips with chopsticks out of the bag. So they reach into the bag with chopsticks. Oh, this is a whole thing. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, don't you worry. So here's the deal. One of our friends, um, she loves to create a menu whenever we go. And so we were there at her house for New Year's Eve. We're at Sue and Steven Spinelli's house for New Year's Eve. And she created spirulina popcorn. And she just thought it'd be this fun, like, appetizer. And I freaking chowed down. Like, mm. I was like, I know you've got muscles. I know you have, like, some incredible, like, seven courses. And I, like, like ate muscles the Muscles, like, from the ocean muscles. Yeah. Not yeah. like Brad's gut muscles. Right. But I, I <laughs> ate the popcorn. Like, I ate it all. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a fan, it was fantastic. My, my fingers were so green, but I ate it all, and I was like, I need the recipe. And so we got the recipe, and then we had people over. Yeah, it's like it's a combination. So if you've never heard of spirulina, mm-hmm. it is algae, right? And it actually is healthy for your gut, and it has some um, has protein in it. Uh, the spirulina has protein, yeah, and then it has um, some type of yeast, which I'm drawing a blank on. Nutritional nutritional yeast. yeast. There's a uh, garlic, garlic powder. Oh, garlic powder. Uh, there's onion powder. Uh, there's salt. salt. And then a little bit of uh, oil in there. And you kind of mix it all up and then it coats the popcorn. Yeah. And uh, I, I realized something. when I was making it last night, I was like, it, it because of the oil and the yeast, it kind of like becomes like a big clump. And you have to like really mix it in. So I was like, oh, I a, felt little like cayenne, I was, a little cayenne. Oh, 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 that's right. There's a little bit of cayenne in there. So I was really, really like mixing this popcorn through the, the, um, the, 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 the coating of the spirulina mixture that I made. And I realized that like I was treating the popcorn all delicate. And then by the end of it, I was just like beating the popcorn to try to get it into the spirulina mix. <laughs> and yeah, it's, Anyways, it's, it's got life. It's got, it's so good. <laughs> it's and amazing. like, if you have really good containers, um, you can make, you can make a big batch and then like, yeah, put, put them in like an airtight container mm-hmm. and, and, uh, it actually stores oh, well for like days. I ate a whole bowl today. I took a picture and put it on Instagram and now everybody wants that. So that's the recipe. Do it up. And you know what? It's like healthy popcorn. Like, yeah, you, yeah. I remember putting those like 
shaker things on your like those little yeah the fake cheese the fake cheese or the um kettle corn or, or whatever the ranch whatever this is like you're it's so healthy yeah it's way better than it's, that it's so healthy so anyways yeah. okay thanks for that question i'm glad you <laughs> liked my stories um please send your questions in because we love answering them they're so fun for us Hey team, it's Erica Quest. We're super excited. The Wealthy Mindset is back. Let's in my annual coaching program. It's called From Failure to Flow. We start April 10th, then we go to May 7th, and you'll go to levelupmovement.com to snag your spot. Then professionals who have stopped apologizing for taking time for themselves and encouraging other women to do the same. And we met them uh, in real life when we were in Calgary for Pilates Fest North. And at the end of the weekend, the band was there to perform for us. And one of them actually, I think she's a Pilates instructor. And so that's how the connection all came together. And it was, uh, it was so much fun to listen to them. Uh, they have been a band now for 10 years. And it was I know that really, was really impressive. I guess I didn't realize that when I asked them to be on. I think I, I don't know what I was thinking. So... <laughs> Um, but I, we heard them in Calgary when we were there and yeah. I was like, listen, I'm like, oh, these women sound so sweet. Like they make me think of like the bands I listened to when I was child in the nineties and, um, you know, like the chicks, you know, and, um, and then, uh, they saw their story and I was like, they're freaking be it till you see it like all the way, like all the way. So anyways, I am, um, so glad that they took the time, how we got three, three moms of many children, if you heard, like all daughters. Yeah, they have eight daughters between the three of them. <laughs> yeah. And no sons, apparently. I know, but it's nice because all the fathers, like all the husbands were like all boys. So I think that was just the universe, you know, keeping things in check. Here's the deal. Our script didn't update on my end, so I'm just going to go off of my memory. Oh, um, I, you, you're taking time for yourself. Thank you. And, Finding uh, hobbies. Yeah. And, Being purposeful. And Super hobbies. awesome. Hobbies. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, nailed it. Nailed, nailed it. it. So, okay. When they talked about, um, you have to take time for yourself as a mom. Obviously, I'm not a mom, and I'm so sorry. Whether you're a mom or not, every lady listening, we have to take time for ourselves and not feel guilty about it. And so, you know, um, they brought up how, like, men have all these hobbies, and, like, they watch football together. And, like, I have girlfriends who are, like, uh, when it's football season, they're, like, yeah, my, you know, he's watching the game, so we're watching the game. And I'm, like, what? Why Why are you watching? Like, why aren't we doing whatever we want to do? And so, anyways, um, they they created their own hobbies. Be unapologetic about it. But I have been trying to find hobbies. I think I had them before the pandemic, or at least some things I like to do. But then, with the pandemic, with our move, with the the change of our companies, I have been struggling to figure out like what do I like to do for me? Yeah. And well, what did you do for you before? So I really liked going to. Um, I mean, I, I had girlfriends that I would hang out with. We'd work out together, which is not a hobby, but we would work out together at that one gym. And then we would go and have backyard bowls and sit and they walk, we'd walk the bluffs, you know, things like that. I did, um, I, I used to, um, uh, I used to read a lot. I used to have go to dinners. I know none of those things are hobbies, but like I did things with people on a consistent basis that made me feel like my cup was full. Here's a hobby, not a hobby, but this is what I did. I went to the Korean spa every month when I was home 
That's true. You did. And I spent so much time there. I hiked. We used to hike all the time. But we I used to hike. We used to do full moon hikes. That was actually like tons of fun. Those were tons of fun. Yeah. And so I just had all these little things that none of them were like necessarily weekly, but they were consistent and they were like, when I needed, it was time to fill my cup. That's what was happening. And so I'm currently unapologetically taking a lot of time for myself to figure out things I like to do. Yeah. And, um, we're, the jury is still out, but we're working on it. <laughs> We're working on it. I did a lyric class. I'm apparently a natural, of course. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to take a pole fitness class. Like pole dancing, but for fitness. I'm putting out. It's a not, you don't wear shoes. So I feel good about that. So we're taking a course right now um, called The Artist's Way. Well, the book is The Artist's Way. The course is about the book. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things that you are supposed to do is do an artist date. And it's a solo thing. You go do it by all, all by yourself. And I think that it's so uh, funny because I don't remember the last time. I mean, we've been married now for six, seven, almost for six I and know. a half years. I know someone else asked how long we've been married. And we were like, uh, and he's like, really? And I was like, I know. <laughs> yeah, six and a half years. And, you know, the, the, the truth is you got to get into this habit of doing things together, which isn't a bad thing. But you very infrequently... Like I used to just do stuff by myself before when I was trying to go meet people or try to go do something or my friend's band would play and I would just go. Right. And I don't know. You just kind of stop doing that stuff when when you're with someone. No, I think honestly, Brad, I think it's that with the pandemic, we didn't leave the house. Well, so we just got used to do and we also moved. And so then we were like our only friends in our city. That's true. And we were afraid of getting the COVID. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you're right. When we were in LA, we were intentional about getting together with our friends. You had your girlfriends. You would get together literally once a week. Yeah, and, uh, and mm-hmm. you know, and I would, I when you did that, I would go to the Thai place and get dinner by myself. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there was still some of that, I but think, you know, I think it's, it's just out of the habit of it. Yeah, but also too, it. it wasn't like new stuff. It wasn't like, oh, I think I'll go to the Getty Museum. No, it was right. like. Is like we were in a routine. It was the same routine. It was always the same stuff. And it was awesome and fun and it did fill our cup. But this course that we're taking has been very encouraging with yeah. with trying, like intentionally getting out there and doing stuff that you, you maybe you would have done once and you just haven't done in a long time. Like I'm going, explored. I'm going to a craft store tonight. Yeah. Cool. Love it. Yeah. But you know what? Also, we don't, I don't know where anything is. So I have to like look it up and then I'm like, well, is this the best one? So then I. Anyways, so I just really love that they talked about that. I think more women need to talk about that. And the more of us that are doing that, the more of, of our friends who you might feel like you're letting down by saying, I'm working on this hobby, the more they'll be like, oh, I should go do that too. So at any rate, let's let the domino effect of more women having purposeful time and hobbies that they're unapologetic about. Great. I love that. What are you loved? What so you love? one thing that they said, which I really loved, <laughs> well, Laura was talking about letting yourself be vulnerable. Um, when trying to do things you might not be good at yet, right? And uh, uh, specifically with her, she was telling that really funny story about how she decided to start playing the violin and how she had never played the violin before. And then almost immediately thereafter, the band started and she was like, I'm going to play the violin in the band, in the band, right? And and she was like, that was, there's a, there was a, she had, I think her first moment of, um, um, ego that she had to get over was uh, being in class with daughter and not 
being with the rest of the moms sitting along the back wall and being like, nope, I'm pulling my chair forward and I'm going to take, take lessons too. And, and she talked about like, that was a little uncomfortable there. You know, now she's like in class with 10 year olds and also the other moms are looking at her like, what are you doing? Right. And, um, you know, I said ego because, you know, we think of ego as like egotistical and like arrogance, but that fear is also ego. What are they going to think of me? That's also ego. And I was listening to a podcast um, series recently that uh, uh, is is performed by professional actors. It's a scripted podcast series uh, by Marvel, and they have. <laughs> I'm like, what podcast series? We listen to all the same ones. Nope, no, nope, no not, not at all. No, one. I have a whole dozen that you don't even know. Uh, it's <laughs> it's called Marvel's Wastelanders, and they did a whole thing on Black Widow. And it's uh, 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 I'm not going to get into all the specifics, but at the end, they had a couple of interviews with the team who was doing it. Right. And uh, um, the, the one guy uh, said, as an actor, as a stage actor or a film actor, you know, they have all these tools that they can use to convey the experience to the audience. And that's almost always visual. Of course, there's sound and talking and audio and all the things. But like if someone's going to like punch you in the gut, you can go, oh, but you're also like you're visually like your face is getting out and you're oh, you're tensing up and all this stuff. And they said, you know, they're like, we're just doing audio only. So we had to really make it ridiculous. And, and he's like, that was like, that was hard. That was really embarrassing. And he said, what the mm, that's ego. That's ego. Totally. He's like, that was that, you know, but there needed to be uh, a sense of vulnerability that they were getting to, you know, through. And he said what they did was they went and they pulled up um, Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine because there's a video on YouTube, apparently, of Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine. And when he was doing, I don't know if it was an animated series or whatever he was doing. And Hugh Jackman is apparently doing all the the punches and the grunts and the groans and the, ah, and, the and, and like Hugh Jackman looks like an idiot, right? <laughs> like, but that's what the job called for, and he does he does it anyway because it's the, about the audio. So they were like, "Wow, like okay, if he can be vulnerable and he's super famous, then I can be vulnerable and I can do this podcast series." And, and I would love to know what Hugh Jackman thought because he probably thought like, "Oh my god, I have to be so ridiculously over right. the top to make this done. This is like not as easy. I could just make the movie and be easier." Like, I'm sure, like. It's kind of we never know what the other person is thinking, but like, you know, Amy Ladine and I think we even both talked about this on um, one of our episodes. Like I had this ego of like, oh, my God, does she want to work with me? Like, what she want to do this? And like and she had the same thing. Like, I don't know if this girl's going to work with me. Like, just so you know, whatever your like little like sirens in your head are like, I don't know if I should be doing this, this is so embarrassing. Everyone right. else is thinking the exact opposite in the same way. They're yeah. like, oh, I wish I could. I bet you those moms are like, oh, I wish my daughter would let me take class with her. You know, so yeah. anyways. Yeah, I, I always take solace in um, being the person who asks the questions for the group because I know I'm not alone. And I, so I'm willing to that. That's what allows me in my head. That's the story I tell myself to be raising my hand in a group setting and ask the question because I know that there are other people thinking the same thing, you know. Yeah, that's great. I love that. I love the word solace. Yes. Y'all should take solace in that. I thought was uh, um, uh, really it connected with me a lot. Uh, they said, "Show up to the plans you have made and believe in them." I love this, and I think 
what they were specifically talking about was you, you had asked, how does, how does your family and friends, how do your family and friends uh, respect your rehearsal time? Because did it seem ridiculous where you were like, sorry, mom's got a band practice now, you know, and like the kids are whatever, the husbands are whatever, like work, life, all the things. How did band practice become a serious thing? Right. And they said, basically, they had to make the decision that this was serious. This was a real thing. And they were going to take it seriously. They were going to treat it as a real thing. And that posture, that belief uh, in what they were doing would then. Was 100% being it till I see it, by the way. Oh, yeah. Being it till I see it. And that it would permeate into other people's understanding that this is not a joke, you know? And, and uh, uh, so, you know, but the, the second thing is they said, you got to show up to the plans that you made. So they picked Thursday nights and Thursdays were rehearsal night at whatever time. And, and they made a decision that they were going to be there for each other. Yeah. You know, they still said they have fun. They drink a glass of wine, but that there's very much a decision to be there and that they were going to take this seriously and go, you know, be in a band. Yeah. I, so this is the same thing of like, if you put that you want to go to the gym in your schedule a certain time, I don't care how busy your day was. If the gym isn't on fire and you can still drive to the gym, like every, the, the freeway is open. Everything is allowing you to go there except for your mind. You need to stick to the plans that you made and believe in it because you have, that's how our confidence comes from. Confidence comes from showing up to the things you committed to. And those little things, those little things that you said you were going to do every time you flake on yourself for those little plans, those like seemingly little plans, you are actually under under undermining undermining eroding i was yeah, eroding <laughs> underroding Under-road, you're under eroding um your confidence in yourself to show up for yourself and so one the, I, you're I, undermining I, your belief yes i cannot love this be an action item enough it is one of the best ones i think we've ever had you know and i, I it's not like it's easy for us to, like Brad signed us up for this artist way thing. And I swear, I really thought he was going to flake out on it and that I could just flake out too, because I'm a, oh, I, I am a recovering overachiever and perfectionist. And so I have to show up for the things I signed up for. But I was like, oh, he's a rebel. If he doesn't do it, then like full permission, you know? And then like, I, um, but it's working and we're showing up for it and we're believing it. But like another thing, I, sometimes you have to put your money there. Like, yeah, like the investment of it, you know, one of our retreaters said, um, to me, on the phone the other day, she's like, Leslie, if your retreat hadn't been as expensive as it was, I wouldn't have shown up. I would have just let it go. Yeah. And so you may, if you're someone who like consistently like flakes out on things and you want to change that, put some money that you like don't want to throw away on behind it and you'll show up for it. Oh, you, you know you will because that was like painful to make that decision and that will change your uh, reaction to it. I mean, that's exactly why um, uh, when we are getting coaching. Uh, for our businesses, um, man, it's sometimes it's really hard to make that decision because you're looking at like a couple tens of thousands of dollars for coaching and you bet your ass that we're going to show up for it. Right. So because that that is not like that, that that's a scary number. Right. And that's but that's also on purpose. Right. The, of course, the person that we've hired to be our coach, you know, we're paying them and they're, you know, but they're bringing value to the table that and we know that they're bringing value to the table, but it's more than that. It's also, what is it going to take 
to get my ass into gear and go show up for it and really take it seriously. A lot of times it comes down to a price tag. Well, and some, and also like there are some things that like we may be like, oh, bro, this is really busy. Let's just post one of the next month. But it's like, no, we actually paid for this advice. We have to try, like, it kind of forces us to do things that scare the living daylights out of us. Yeah, um, a little bit. So my big be it item that I love is text someone you love to let them know you're thinking about them. I, you know what? Text mm. someone that you're thinking about, that you're thinking about them. You don't have to love them yet. But right. like for, for those of you who like feel like you don't have enough, like maybe you're lighting new friends. Well, text the person you think you might want to be your friend. Hey, did you see the moon tonight? It looks so amazing. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be a question. You don't have to ask them how they are. No, I, I actually do this all the time. This is something I've been Tell doing. Tell us how you do it because um, I do this really well with the people that I do it with all the time. But Oh, no, so well I do this strangers. with everybody. I've, anybody that I think of ever, if I'm thinking of somebody, I reach out to them and I literally just say, hey, I was just thinking about you. I hope everything's amazing. Send. Yeah. That's it. Like, so you, it's can not- even, you can even copy that, y'all, from the show notes and put it in your notes and just copy and paste that anytime you think yeah. of someone. But I, I do it all the time. And, I, and often I don't hear back from people. And that's okay. But like, I, it's, it's something that I started doing when I was in college. And I started doing it with my high school friends. We all had gotten cell phones at the time. And then we all went off to college. Right. And the whole point was basically that the um, the we're now no longer together. We've been together our whole lives. And then suddenly we're gone. You know, I like grew up with these kids. And then, you know, and then and then what? We're, we're just supposed to forget about all that. So I started texting everyone like, hey, hope you're doing well. Hey, you know, I, I hope college is awesome. I hope all this stuff. And it became um, uh, something that I've maintained over the years. And you know what? Also send those to the people you think are the strongest. Yeah. If you, if some, if you think that somebody is like, oh my gosh, like they're so strong. I will say like during the pandemic, I had a lot of friends reaching out to a lot of people. And then like, I reached out and they're like, you know, they said, oh, Les, I'm so sorry. I'm reaching out to you. I just know that you're so resilient. And I'm like, yep, I'm over here resilient all alone. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. be really nice if I was being resilient. Uh, so I just say like, <clears throat> And, and if you don't have their phone number, you know, you DM can DM on Instagram, yeah, send them a DM on Instagram or, or, or message them on Facebook or something, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the, and the same thing goes with family. You know, we got cousins, aunts and uncles that we only talk to occasionally, but it, it, there's something really incredible about opening up your text and getting a text from someone that's just like, Hey, I hope your day is amazing. Well, and also people just want to feel seen. So maybe you hear yeah. a song and you just send them a song. Like yesterday I sent you and your sister. Yeah. song. And I totally, I mean, obviously I talk to them all the time, but we talk about work. We don't actually just like send something funny or whatever. And, and so I sent them a terrible song. No, it's a great song. Are you kidding? It's an inside joke song. It's an inside joke. It's incredible. I just texted the two of them. No, no explanations. And then, and then they listened to it and it made them laugh and it brightened their day. So like, (laughs) so anyways, that is my be it action item for you from these amazing women. Yeah. Thank you to the wild honey band yes. ladies. You are just an inspiration and, um, you, you know, the, the, not just in the music that you do, but in the way you built your lives and the way you do it. And I, I, their daughters are the luckiest daughters ever. Pretty cool. What an yeah. awesome example. Yeah. I'm Leslie Logan and I'm Brad Kroll. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so grateful you're here. How are you going to use these tips in your life? Let us know by sending a DM tag the beat pod 
with the takeaway, with the be it action item that you're implementing this week. And also tag the tag the wild honey band or whoever, if maybe you're listening to a different episode and you remember this, that's fine. Um, but please let us know because it lets it lets people know like what helped what helped you in their life and it gives them a little like making making them feel like you are thought of them. Yeah. Why don't you go ta- why don't you go DM the wild honey band and say, hey, I just heard you you know, on the be it pod. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for sharing your story. Yeah, that's it. Just text that. That's damn that. That's all you have to do. Yep. So anyways, um, they're out of Canada, out of Calgary. So yeah. there are a few wild honey bands. I want to say it's, well, we'll put the they're, link to their wild IG honey band three. three. Yeah. We'll put the, their Instagram link in the show notes. Yeah. So, so let, give, give them some love. Tell them. Thanks. And until next time, be it till you see it. Bye for now. of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of As The Crows Fly Media. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli. Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music. And our branding by designer and artist, Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to our designer, Jaira Mandal, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast, and our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week so you can. And to Angelina Herrico for transcribing each of our episodes so you can find them on our website. And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.